welcome back to side character quest i'm your guest eli playing the human paladin sir roderick and with you as always playing the voice of literally everyone else in the podcast is oh, this is ty coming at you hot from uh, location okay all right cool so now that's ty's voice now that's gonna be my voice um, for the rest of the show and the voice of every other character other than Sir Roger. I've abandoned all all attempt at realism. Yeah, uh, the fantasy world is a fantasy in that it all takes place in a uh, FM morning radio show. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't even make a joke about it. Um, it's just it's just factual. I mean, it's just factual. Um, all right, man. So uh, last time we were playing, uh, you were playing as Sir Roderick um, of South Bend, Knight in Shining Armor. That is correct. And uh, recap for us a little bit of what was going on last time. Well, last time uh, Sir Roderick was awoken by his, a uh, a small child, the daughter. Daughter daughter of the sheriff of South Bend to whom Sir Roderick is the deputy um, Sir Roderick takes his job much more seriously than the sheriff does and he was given a mission to go and find a small girl who was lost in the woods and we ended with Sir Roderick finding himself at a cabin with the symbol of the wall climbers a gang of raiders that had plagued the village a few years ago yeah so let's just oh man i was gonna say it again uh do the damn thing (laughs) yes let's do the damn thing um so you are let's roll some dice uh well we're not gonna roll some dice yet not until you tell me what you're planning on doing um you are in front of this little cottage um you had previously heard somebody moving around in there um you had maneuvered past various traps what are you going to do how are you going to approach this door what, what what's what are you going to do mm. well remembering his oath of devotion gonna ring the doorbell uh <laughs> yes I'm gonna ring the doorbell with my amazon package that i'm here to deliver you kind of rung ring a doorbell last session but you just rang oh, it with, rang like, a, a string, and there was an owl that attacked you afterwards. Well, this time what I'm going to do is prepare for action. Oh. Uh, so the wall climbers represent the one true threat that Sir Roderick has ever faced in his life, and the idea of having to face them again fills him both with an idea of, or with a feeling of duty that he needs to stop whatever ne'er-do-wells are threatening his town, but also dread, because he, despite being a knight, he does not favor violence. Mm-hmm. He does not like to be violent. One one so, quick note: um, there has not been any like known activity from this this gang of ruffians um, in at least a couple of years. Just so you know. Yeah, not since uh, I helped disband them. I believe that is correct. If my backstory holds true. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, just so just so the listeners like understand um, how we did this is I came up with a setting, and then we I had uh, Eli come up with a character and a backstory, and we sort of like worked in the a backstory that he wants that he wanted uh, to go alongside the setting that I have. Um, so there are some things that I already know about his character, but then there's other things that he has kept to himself. Um, so you may have noticed that, and you may continue to notice that. I like to be surprised by people. Yeah. And um, I was just curious, since we did spend a lot of time developing a backstory, and some of these aspects might not come into play, do you think there might be a chance to kind of outline that at some point, as sort of like an end episode or summary or something like that? Um, Possibly. I don't want to. Uh, maybe it, it's very it's very likely. Okay. I I'm playing with various ideas. Like I think that I might do, um, 
a sort of like question section at the end of every arc, every character arc, uh, where I do like a not a full episode where I take questions from people and then I I answer uh, answer those sorts of queries about like oh what what didn't show up that you guys had thought of. Um, so maybe okay, we'll see. Sounds sounds good to me. Cool. So, um, Sir Sir Roderick. Uh, takes the shield in his left hand and his warhammer in the other and he yells show yourself brigand let your sins be cast in the light of lumen's holy glare and then like waits for a response Um, you do not get a response alright then I whisper to myself never fear to act though caution is wise and I step towards the door of the um, hut, and I just essentially try to kick it open. Okay. Um, you kick it open, uh, and it sort of crunches um, under your... Well, actually, yeah, I'm just going to let you take that. Um, it, it crunches under your foot and flies back, um, and you see uh, a small living space inside the door, um, you don't see any people standing in there, but uh, give me a perception check. Or investigation is probably better. I would prefer perception, but we'll see what happens. Too bad. Fifteen. So you look around this room, uh, and it is pretty clear uh, that it was very recently abandoned, as in, like, looks like it might have been in the last few minutes. Um, there's, you know... Uh, this this building is is pretty poorly put together, but pretty comfy considering. Um, there's a small like rolled up mat. There's some um, dried jerky uh, hanging in strips. <laughs> there's what appears to be a bug out bag uh, that uh, is next to hanging on a hook next to a door on the back side of this little this little hut. The back door is ajar, and the the bug out bag is just hanging there. Okay, I'm going to um, just sort of, because I'm assuming that the guy just sprinted out the door. I'm going to grab the bug out bag and sprint out the back door as well to see if I can find whoever was in here. Okay, cool. So you run out the back door, you look out into the woods, um, you give like a quick, quick scan over like the, this is sort of a hilly forested area. And um, you hear some crunching off in the distance, and you look towards it, and there is a person booking it um, over a hill. I'm going to chase him. All right, go for it. And I'm going to yell, stop, brigand. Oh, shit. Uh, they yell. Uh, and they are they are going. They are going for it. Uh, I, I'm not sure how the best way to resolve this part Okay, give me, give me. I will say, athletics to see how fast you're able to chase them. How well you're able to chase them. And I'm going to contest that versus 23. Theirs. Oh, geez. My athletics is plus five. Yeah, so you start to catch up on these guys, um, this, this person, uh, and you're slowly gaining ground on them. Um, as, you get, as you are getting closer, uh, you see a owl sort of swooping down um, around them as, you know, staying sort of level and next to him and uh you notice that the person that you're chasing is a halfling which is a, a relatively short person akin to the tolkien-esque uh hobbits uh if you would you say they're about half the size of a normal person i would say they're about half the size of a normal per- person exactly so you are gaining speed on them just because your stride is like so much bigger um and you're you're pretty fit they sort of make some whistling sounds. They glance back at you, and... Oh, no. Uh-huh. Um, the owl is responds to the whistles and um, flies way up into the sky uh, and leaves, and the person's like, wait, no, uh, uh, wrong whistle. <laughs> uh, they critically failed. Uh and and yeah, so the owl is gone uh, for the time being, um, and this person is running away from you. Um, but you are going to catch up I'm with gonna them yell. probably in the next uh, next like minute, thirty seconds or so. Okay, 
I'm going to yell, Your help has abandoned you. Stop in the name of the barony of Southbend. Uh, oh, man. Um, yeah, so this person uh, turns and is going to... Uh, makes a sharp uh, turn left um, and sort of heads towards uh, some rock formations um, and is going to try to slip um, slip in between uh, some cracks in the rock. Uh, but you get up to them right as they're starting to slip in and are you going to try to grab them? Yeah, I'm going to just like grab them by the scruff of the they're neck. They're going to try to do a dexterity check to wriggle away from you. And uh, I want you to contest that with a strength check. They got a uh, 13. I got a 14. <laughs> oh, geez, man. When you grab this person, uh, you said by the scruff of the scruff of their neck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this uh, woman, um, she sort of yells at you like, ah, put me down, put me down. What the heck are you doing? I throw her to the ground and put my boot on her chest. Oh, shit. Like, standing on her. <laughs> she slams up against the ground and is uh, sort of shaking there. And um, she says, uh, What? You have no you have no business out here. What are you doing? Get, get, go away. Leave me alone. I uh, point my warhammer at her, which is really kind of dumb because it's not a stabbing implement but whatever um and i say i'm here under official business as deputy of south bend i'm looking this for a small south girl bend. on her i have followed a, the tracks of a young girl and that led straight to your hut you will tell me where she is or you will face the consequences i don't know you mean that 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 little girl with that was with her with her mama the other day Yes, fiend. Now tell me where she is, for my patience grows thin. I don't know where she is. I don't. I don't mess with people. I'm just out here by myself. The symbol on your hut displays your lies. Now tell me what you have done with the girl. I, what? What symbol? What are you talking about? My the symbol on my hut. The symbol of the wall climbers. Listen. I... She. Uh, she just has like a, a look on her face, like oh crap. Uh, Listen, I'm I'm not affiliated with with any gangs or ruffians or anything like that. I'm just out here making my best. I I found this I found this uh, hut. This isn't my this isn't belong to me. Uh, can I do an insight check to see if she's full of shit? Sure. And I'm gonna roll even whether or not she's lying. I'm gonna roll a bluff. Alrighty. So that you won't know. All right. You're. I got a thirteen. Uh, yeah, so she, as far as you can tell, um, is telling the truth. Alright, um, hmm, trying to think. This is, this whole encounter did not go the way I was planning it for it to go, so I don't know what to do next. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. So I have a trophy of a defeated enemy that is part of my soldier background. Okay, oh gosh, and I, okay. But I believe you and I talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, about how the trophy was going to be the broken dagger of the leader of the wall climbers. Oh, I don't. I if we did talk about this, I have forgotten. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So the idea being that you know he is someone that I bested in combat that, and it resulted in him dying. Okay. Um, after he attempted to stab me, and the dagger broke on my armor. Gotcha. So I'm gonna reach into the bag. And just as one last, like, let me make sure that this chick isn't full of shit. I'm going to show her the broken dagger and say, I am Sir Roderick of Southbend, he who defeated the leader of the wall climbers. I know a wall climber when I see him, and I ask you one more time to tell me true. Who are you, and what have you done with the girl? Um, so this sounds like intimidation to me. Okay. That's fair. My intimidation is not bad. <laughs> uh, a 10. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm going to say you have an advantage for this because you also have your boot on her chest. And, like, like everything about this points to her being shaken. Yeah, that's fair. 18? 
Yeah. Um, she is pretty shook up, but she just shakes her head again. She's, I told you, I don't, I, I saw them come through. I gave them some jerky. That's, that's it. Like, I don't know anything else that happened. I look at her. Listen, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, like, get rid, you're not gonna break my house or anything, are you? Like, I, I, I get that, like, I get that, like, it all belonged to, like, some crappy people, but, like, that's not my fault. I'm just making the best of it. I look at her and say, don't lie or cheat. Let your word be your promise. Okay. Look me in my eyes and tell me that you are telling the truth. I'm, I'm, I swear to you, I'm telling you the truth. Then why run when I showed up? Why the traps? <laughs> because, because you just, like, came out of here and, like, stomped your foot on my chest. Obviously, like, like, people are bad. She just seems, like, kind of confused by, like, the idea that, that she wouldn't run from anybody. I look at her and say, Nay, ma'am, people are not bad. The light of Lumen shines in us all. It is up to <laughs> us to discover that light. And then I help her up, and I say, You seem to be telling the truth, and I apologize for any distress I may have caused. I'm on a quest to find a young girl who has gone missing, and I pray that you help me in my endeavors. Oh, all right. So she sort of uh, sighs and, and looks around and brushes herself off. Um, kind of like feels her. She's like, "Wait, is that my? Is that my bag?" Yes, you uh, seem to have forgotten <laughs> it, so I brought it oh. just in case. And I, I hand her the bag. She, uh, she takes it and she looks into it and makes sure that everything's in there. She slings it over her back. Um, at this point, the uh, owl comes back and uh, lands on her shoulder. The owl is like pretty big compared to her. She's, she's, you know, pretty small, like. And it's a pretty big owl. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so she looks at you and she says, all right. So, well, I so there's the little girl that was with the with her mama. They're missing. Yes. The mother has reported her as missing to the sheriff of South Bend. Oh. And I followed her trail and it led up to the cabin. It seemed that it may have gone further ways, but I deemed that due to the traps and the overall uh, nefarious nature of the hut that this would be the most likely place for her to have uh, befallen tragedy um, I'm sorry that I was misled well, that's that's alright I guess um, listen so I she came through here uh, and we, we got to talking about some stuff uh, and well okay so here's here's the deal I I uh I I ha I sort of suggested a place to her that was back up the path a little bit, back up the path towards South Bend, a little bit north of here. Um it it's kind of far to walk to, but like I, I can tell you where like do you have a horse or something? Ma'am, I have the fastest horse in the entire region. Sunlight will bear us there, true as light of lumen itself. Oh okay. I'll show you the way there if if we just like ride on your horse and you just just forget that you saw me back here, okay? Madam, if it is isolation that you wish, I shall not be the one to take it from you. However, I do suggest that you remove that dark mark from your doorway. Eating some sweet potato. God damn it, Ty. So, Todd, tell me about these sweet potatoes. Like, I know we're in the middle of some high fantasy shit, but, like, let's go into the sweet potato story. Well, like, what's the flavor like? It's, like, it's pretty good. It's kind of buttery. Um, you got some brown sugar in I that? I don't have any brown sugar in that. I plan on making some sweet potato so, casserole over uh, for the next weekend. Well, Having some people over. Well, Going to put some pecans on the oh, top yeah, of brown sugar and some, uh, some stuff like that. Cinnamon. So you pronounce it pecan, huh? Pecan, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I go pecan with the vowel consonant vowel. Pecan. Oh, oh, I like that. Hey, you know what? I think this D and D podcast is lame. Let's talk about sweet potatoes for the next I, I think couple episodes. Sweet potatoes, the number one potato. <laughs> when you don't want savory potatoes, sweet potatoes, sweet potatoes. What do you think about sweet potatoes, Eli? I'm actually not a sweet potato fan. You're not a sweet potato fan. I, <laughs> this message brought to you by savory potatoes. <laughs> savory potatoes fry them up slicing them up butter them up yeah <laughs> those are the options for savory potatoes 
All right. Oh, and also mash them up. You can do that too. <laughs> That's accurate. Um, anyway, let's get back to the topic at hand. Sweet potatoes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> what was happening? <laughs> I suggested that the halfling remove the symbol from her doorway and promised her to not expose her to the outside world. Uh, yeah, so she's, she's perfectly fine with that. She is happy to oblige um, if that means that she doesn't have to... Uh, you know, so so she she uh, walks with you back to the door and um, takes out some uh, takes out like a knife and just sort of like sc- scratches makes extra scratches on the door to remove that symbol um, and then she walks with you back to your horse um, and she uh, hop, you hop on and she sort of like scrambles up cool and I guess we're riding to the site that she had told the girl about. Yeah, um, she. You guys uh, immediately start riding off. Um, right as you do that, uh, roll me a perception check. <laughs> five. That's a five. Yeah, you don't really notice much of anything, um, but that's all right. You leave the area and uh, you continue on your way um, towards. As we're riding, mm-hmm. go ahead. As we're riding, I say, "By the way, madam." What is your name? I am Sir Roderick of Southbend, a uh, deputy of those parts. Uh, my name is... Pause while I look up a name. Why did I not think to look up a name? Come on. Bleep, bloop, blorp. Bleep, bloop. Um, how about... Daphne. It's Daphne. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. Eli, uh... <laughs> so the name that I just generated was not Daphne. It was Velma. Oh, <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Fantasy. Fantastic. Well, Velma uh, is riding with you um, as you go along. And uh, you guys sort of um, continue continue on and on uh, back to the path. Not very far. Maybe it's um, it's maybe 30 minutes out uh, riding your horse. Maybe somewhere mm-hmm. between 30 and uh, 20, 20 or 30 minutes. Okay. And... Um, at that point, she tugs on your your shoulder, and is like, uh, "This is the this is the spot." Uh, and you guys stop over at the side of the road, and the owl swoops back down. It had been flying alongside you, and it's it's sitting on a branch. Um, she whistles at it, and uh, and yeah, uh, you guys start walking into the woods. She points to the ground, and you notice um, some of those same mushrooms that you had been following to get to her um, earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you the the trees sort of part and open up into a big field, and it's this big open field with a big ring of mushrooms um, that have all, you know, that are all in this area. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what you see. Um... Does the trail of mushrooms lead me? It, it just ends it here? It leads to a big circle of mushrooms that are in the center of this field. Uh, but then you've got this this big, maybe 30-foot diameter field um, surround, uh, surrounded by the rest of the forest uh, that's still hilly. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's what you see right now. Okay. I turn to Velma and say, Fair lady... Might you please ask your feathery friend to please look out for this girl? I will investigate these mushrooms. And then I go to the center of the mushrooms and just kind of like investigate, I guess. The owl flies up into the sky. Roll me an investigation check. That was a 14. Okay. Um, so yeah, you are looking around. You see that some of the, the uh, dirt... Um, is uh, you you notice some uh, footprints? You notice some of the um, the mushrooms have been taken. Um, some of them had broken off and and had their toadstools removed. Um, and you notice that some of the dirt is loose. Um, in the center of the circle, loose like someone's been digging there, or uh, it's like there's a bit of a hole or, or something. Okay. And as you notice that, uh, roll me another perception check. 11. You notice the ground give like a little shake. Hmm. Okay. I turn to Velma and say, 
Stand back, Velma. I'm going to try something. Okay. And I pull out my Warhammer. Okay. And just slam down on the ground. You do that? Uh, give me an attack, attack roll. Okay. I'm going to use a... T- well, no, no, yeah. It's only a 13. 13. You slam down on this loose dirt, and it... There's this huge thud as uh, some of the dirt sort of, like, shakes and, and is, is whatever. And then there's a bigger thud and a bigger shake. And the whole ground around you and the the forest around you shakes. And Velma's like, what did you just do? And then the ground underneath you gives way. Roll me a dexterity check. Okay, and as I'm doing, as I'm doing this, I yell, Velma, stand back, run! All right, she's. I critically failed. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, let's see how she does. Shit. Well, it's been nice playing Dungeons and Dragons with you, Ty. I will see you next time. Uh, well, yeah, but don't worry. Um, you will not be alone in that because guess who else critically failed? Oh, no. Yeah. So, uh, you, um,. Geez, yeah, so you fall, uh, and you are you see that the force around you is shaking as you you're falling as the dirt is giving way underneath you, and the ground just sort of collapses. You look up into the sky directly above you as you fall down, and then you're just enveloped in darkness. You hit the ground, the wind is knocked out of you, and then you see black. And uh, let's take a little break. All right. This episode brought to you by Farmers Who Farm Savory Potatoes. Savory potatoes. Make them into french fries. Make them into potato chips. Eat them just as is, although that is the least pleasurable way. Savory potatoes. Far better than the heathenistic sludge that is sweet potatoes. And as always, sweet potatoes brought to you by savory potatoes. Because everybody who's tried to savory potato is like, oh man, I should have a sweet potato instead. All right, sweet potatoes, yeah. Also brought to you by people who can't stand potatoes, period. Uh, why eat potatoes when you can eat a big hearty steak instead? People that like steak bring you potatoes so they don't have to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need to use the bathroom or get any water or anything? I need another bourbon. Do you need I'll to go get yourself a potato? Dungeons and Dragons brought to you by alcohol, because what else is going to get you through <laughs> this weird-ass game? Alcohol. Alcohol? Hey, vodka. Brought to you by savory potatoes. <laughs> Ty. So Ty, am I dead? Are you dead? Is this is this where we find out if Sir Roderick's religion pays off in the afterlife? Well, I did say that you um you saw bright light and then you saw darkness. So things are not looking great. It was that the end of the second episode? Oh, or that was the was end of the uh, the first light? arc. Um, yeah. So uh, Sir Roderick's <laughs> just gone now. He's dead. So is this when I come back to play as Sunlight, the most beautiful Palomino horse anyone's ever seen? As we as we all know, Sunlight is the, the true hero of side character quest. Uh, you wake up, um, you feel yourself covered in dirt, um, and you feel a pain in your chest. Remind me, how does falling damage work? It's 1d6 per 10 feet? It's 1d10 for every 10 feet. Okay. All right, uh, you take 25 damage, or you took 25 damage. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Jesus. Lumen, be with us. All right. Mm. How does Velma look? Um, well, so you right now are just covered in dirt. Uh, you cannot see anything, really. You look up, uh, and you're just seeing, like, stars above you, and then just darkness all around you. Okay, I yell, Velma, can you hear my voice? You do not get a response. Okay. Um, in this case, 
Ugh, it's hard, but um, Roderick. Uh, so Roderick, by nature, is a uh, very selfless person. He would always rather heal others than heal himself. Mm-hmm. But since he can't see anything and he can't hear Velma and doesn't know how she's doing or even if she, she's still alive, he makes the decision to heal himself okay. and hope that he can heal Velma enough. So he uses Lay on Hands okay. and completely drains the pool. The way Lay on Hands works is there is a pool of eight hit points that I can use throughout an entire like between any rest okay so it's like i have 20 hit points that i can heal from and i'm gonna like completely drain that pool all 20 to, um get myself yeah so i'm not quite at full health but i'm a lot better than i was gotcha the next thing i do now that i'm feeling a little bit better i stand up rocks and rubble sort of fall off of you as you stand there's grass in your hair i light a candle okay because I don't have a lantern or anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you light a candle, and uh, it casts some very soft light uh, in the in the room, they, the area that you're in. Um, you see just lots of rocks, um, and you see a pair of bright eyes staring at you, and you hear a soft hooting. I look, and I say, Hello, friend, where is Velma? And uh, the... A uh, bird looks at you, and then it hoots again, and is sort of uh, sort of flutters off into the darkness a little bit uh, in front of you. I, I follow after it. Okay, as you're approaching, uh, you see that this area you're in is is fairly big. You can sort of feel um, by the sort of sound of your footsteps that it's pretty open space. And as you're walking, you you see those eyes again, sort of glowing at you. And uh, underneath the bird, underneath the owl, um, you see uh, Velma. Um, she is banged up and bloody, uh, and she is covered with uh, with rocks and dirt. Um, but not quite as much rocks and dirt as you were covered with. Okay. Um, I nudge her and say, Velma, can you hear me? Are you okay? Uh, she stirs a little bit, but it does not, does not wake up. Okay. Um, I... Hold on, sorry. Um, I'm trying to get my spells up. The way paladin spells work is bonkers, because um, wizards, if I have this right, uh, for those of you uh, people at home who are going to be like, mm, that's not how paladin spells work. Uh, <laughs> if I understand this correctly, so I have, um, for those of y'all listening, uh Ty and I have been playing Dungeons and Dragons together for a long time, and we're in the middle of a campaign where my lovely fiance is playing a fantastic wizard. So I've experienced with wizard spells, and that is you choose spells and you know those spells from the list. Paladin spells, it gives you a list, and you know you can do any of those spells as long as you have them prepared, which is great for like. You know, you have a lot of wiggle room, but it's really annoying when you're trying to write them all down. So I'm bringing them up on my phone. Okay, I'm going to use Cure Wounds. Okay. I'm going to sort of clinch my gauntlet that has the holy symbol of Lumen on it. And I'm going to say, Lumen, allow me to channel your light into healing vitality for your servant. And I cast Cure Wounds. And I heal. It's not a ton, but um, she regains nine hit points. Nice. Um, you see Velma sort of stir a little bit. Her eyes open, and she looks up and sees you, and they get wide as she doesn't know where she is for a moment. And then she looks around and says, What happened? Velma, I apologize. I may have made a mistake in my actions, and I will regret this if any more harm comes from you, to you. I believe we are underground. She looks up uh, at the hole in the ceiling and is like, yeah, that's probably a fair guess. What? Is this like a cave? What is this? Uh, and she reaches into her um, her backpack and... Uh, let's actually, I was just gonna have her light a lantern, but let's see if it broke in the fall. Oh, wait, I didn't actually think about how I was going to judge that roll. <laughs> uh, alright. 
over a... Why don't you flip a coin? Un, uh, because I want better odds than that, that it will have survived. Um, under a five, gotcha. and it broke. Oh, it's fine. So uh, she pulls out this this small, like, metal lantern with uh, with ribbing on it that, like, reinforces it, and she asks And I, I just use my candle yep. to light yep. it. So uh, you light that, and it lets off considerably more light. Um, and when I when I do that, I whisper from my light to yours, and that's like a a part of a sacred like a religious ceremony that happens every like every week uh, at the church that I kind of help run every Sunday. <laughs> well, I guess that would that would work. Yeah, it? Exactly. Uh, yeah. So uh, you light that candle, or you light that lantern. Sorry, and. Um, and you can suddenly see a considerably larger amount of uh, of this area, and you see the walls are stone masonry, um, and you notice a, a column sort of off in the distance, um, sort of uh, in the middle of the room um, that that would have been holding up the ceiling, uh, although clearly it's it's broken um, <laughs> now, and. Uh, and you can tell that this is not a natural opening. I look to Velma and I say, Velma, it appears that you have brought me to the right place. I regret that I cannot help you avoid any more danger. But if you believe that you can get to the surface, I would not begrudge you if you left at this point. Um, she looks around uh, and she's eyeballing the, the ceiling and eyeballing the the wall um, and she's like, I, that's like really high up there. I, I definitely can't climb that far. I, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it up that, that way. But, but thanks if, if, if something comes up, if this is a room, there's got to be a way in. If there's a way in, there's a way out. We can probably find a way out of this place, right? That is a fair assessment, m'lady. <laughs> m'lady? My duty calls, <laughs> my duty calls me to find this child but if there is escape for you, then I will try to find that as well. In the meantime, I suggest that you stand behind me in case of any traps. I know about traps. And then I look at her and my eyes kind of like go into this very like regimented thing. And I say, be responsible for your actions and their consequences. Protect those entrusted to your care. If you believe that you are in danger, I am at your service in any way. Uh, yeah, so she she kind of has a similar uh, look on her face that that Jaime um, had when when you were like saying these things <laughs> where it's like, yeah, you're goofy, but also like, I think I can trust you. Like you seem to be like, you know, you seem to actually have something to back up that goof. Well, yeah. So just for your information and our listeners information, Sir Roderick is six foot tall and pure fucking muscle. <laughs> Like he sits there, and uh, for those of y'all who are One Piece fan or uh, One Punch fans of the anime, he does a hundred sit-ups, a hundred push-ups, and runs ten kilometers every goddamn day. <laughs> Sorry, every lumen damn day. Yeah. Velma is three foot tall and pure sinew. <laughs> All right, so with that, um, I motion to like I I offer to help her. Yeah, she takes your hand and, and stands up, and uh, she yeah. now is following you. If she lets me, I'll take her lantern since I'm kind of like leading the leading the way to. Kind of... Uh, she doesn't stop you. She just sort of like waves it off, like Nah, I've, I've got this. Okay, cool. So yeah, we just kind of make our way down the stone corridor. So you look around the big area and you find a opening in it, and uh, you start walking in that direction. And it leads into a large uh, stone. It's all going to be stone. It's all stone. I'll let you know when it's not stone. Um, it's stone all the way down. It's stone all the way down. You make your way into this this uh, large corridor, and um, it, it has some stairs that are leading um, down uh, away from the area you're at. When we get to the stairs, a um, an idea pops into Sir Roderick's head. And this is kind of like an on-the-spot um uh character choice that I've made for Sir Roderick. But Sir Roderick lives in a small town. Yes. But he is real accommodated with like legends and stories and such. And so I 
I think that he might have it in his head that maybe since uh, Velma is so close with this owl that she might be able to like straight communicate like she might be some sort of druid uh, okay or something so he looks at Velma and say Velma are you able to communicate with this owl we have eyes in the dark should we send him forward and have him communicate to us what might be down these stairs and this he's saying this with a look of like childlike wonderment <laughs> like like this could be really rad uh, <laughs> like n- honestly honestly um i i don't know uh if it's that good of an idea for for us to send this bird into this you know rock small tunnels and stuff i, I don't know how much help he's gonna but but then she she gasps and has like a little stroke a little idea it's like wait do you have do you have like a a, a some something to write with uh let me see i actually very well might no <laughs> i have an let me explain to you what i have okay because <laughs> it's really funny actually if you think about the situation that we're in and how prepared i am for this so let's ignore armor and um weapons I chose the priest pack because living in a small town, that's something that I would need. In the priest pack comes a backpack, a blanket, ten candles, tinder box, an alms box, (laughs) two blocks of incense, a censer, two days of rations, and a water skin. Okay, so if we want... I can't write down anything, but if we want to make this bitch smell good, <laughs> I got you. Also, if you're willing to donate to the Church of Lumen, what up? Like, give me that. Um, so she looks at you and she says... I have a deck of cards. <laughs> she looks at this, like, this gr- group of crap that you've splayed out in front of her. She's like, would anybody recognize any of these things? Like... Is there anything that we can... Okay, here's, here's what I'm thinking. We can give something to the owl, and then I can have him take it to South Bend to, like, alert somebody that you're missing, that you've, like, gone in trouble. I look at her, and I, um, I put my hand to my left shoulder, where there's a metal that is emblazoned with a man riding a horse. This is, uh, my, like, the symbol that I'm the cavalry of the South Bend militia. Gotcha. Um, you are the cavalry, the one. The, like literally the cal- cavalry. It is a thing that I insisted on doing. Um, like everyone has something. Like the sheriff has a um, a a medal that's just like a sun with a star in the middle. There's like one guy who like just has a sword. And one guy who has an axe. And then I have this man on a horse. Because I'm best known for my skills atop sunlight. And I sort of clip it off. Because it kind of like clips into my Mm -hmm. armor. And I say, they will recognize this. Uh And I hand hand it to uh, Velma. But it's very much a like, I don't want to hand this to anyone. Because this is my this is my rank gotcha like this is what i have yeah she uh she clips it onto a piece of leather that's strapped around um the owl's uh talon wrist foot leg talon 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 you had it in one mm-hmm. um and makes some whistling sounds and uh points in a direction and then um the owl goes back into that big room flies up and is gone. I will be needing that back. <laughs> but if it can help us now, then I'm willing to let it go. But you can tell, like, part of me is, like, not willing to let it go. Like, I'm very much, like, I'm like, that's my, like, that's that's all I have. That's the only piece that, like, like, it's not what people recognize me by. But in my mind, it's, like, that's all I have. Yeah. Like, that, where people have recognized my worth. Nice. Um, and so you, you guys are continuing down this uh, stairwell now, and it levels out into a branching path. Um, two of the paths are ha- are collapsed, so you end up just having to go off in the other direction. Uh, roll me a perception check. 
a nine. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's dark and stuff. You know, man. Um, I'm gonna have her roll as well. Oh wow. Okay. As you guys are walking, she points at a um, symbol uh, at the wall, and she's like, "Oh, that's that's weird." Um, and uh, you look at that symbol, and you recognize it um, as a symbol that uh, is also emblazoned on your hammer, your warhammer, which uh, is a thing that was passed down to you from your parents and their parents and their parents and so on and so forth. It's the boar hammer. Yes, you see a symbol of a boar, um, a crest uh, of a boar on this wall. For those of you listening, the idea that there is a crest of a boar's head uh, emblazoned on my Warhammer was a uh, Thai uh, exclusive idea. So um, I'm assuming that the only other place I've seen this is on the hammer. Yes, you have never seen this symbol anywhere before except for on your hammer. You thought that it was like some sort of thing that the smithy had put on there when they built it up. Maybe. I don't I don't know. I don't want to put ideas in your head. Um but that makes sense. That's something that's probably the closest to any explanation Roderick would come up with. Yeah. Um so yeah, you see that symbol. It doesn't appear it just seems to be like decorative. It doesn't seem to be indicating like anything. It's not like a lock or a glyph. It's just on the wall. I pull out my hammer and just have this it's it's this very strange moment. It's almost like uh, finding a picture of like a relative that you knew existed but like have never seen before mm-hmm. kind of kind of deal if you if you understand yeah. that. So it's like I pull out my hammer and I kind of like tap it to the to the symbol on the wall. Yeah. And uh it's a, it's a very moving moment. And nothing happens. But nothing happens. Nothing happens. But by moving, not literally. Yeah, not literally moving. Uh, it's not like you tap it and then the floor beneath you opens up and you collapse another level. You take 25 damage and then... Well, thank God, because I don't have much help, help left to give. Yes. Um, I look at Velma and say, I have a feeling that Lumen has brought us to this place. Despite its darkness, I believe that we are here to show it some light. And right as you say that, you hear some clicking sounds. You hear some uh, jangling. You hear some cracking and some whatever. Velma points the lantern um, down the hallway that you're you're facing, and you see ahead of you a, a form coming out of the darkness. And the form looks at you when it sees the lantern. It starts moving, and it just it looks like it's just breaking at like it's having to work so hard as it's coming out of the shadows and and you notice that it looks deathly thin like skeletally thin and as it finally like the light gets it through the dust you see that it is not just skeletally thin it is skeletally skeletal and you see (laughs) a skeleton standing before you something you've never you've heard of but you have never maybe truly believed to be a real thing that could actually happen and that's where we're gonna end for today oh no cliffhanger to the joy drops for the use of not drunk as our intro and outro music find them at thejoydrops.com you can find us at sidecharacterquest.com at scq podcast on twitter or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com at this point we don't have tons of messages so we'll probably respond
there'll be like a little music playing and then bloopers. I'm I'm recording right now. I know. Yeah, I can hear you. Are you recording? Now I'm recording. Oh, now. hey, Eli, you've joined me. Um, during the wedding shower, uh, for his gift to us, Daryl got us a Knob Creek, uh, gift set. Mm. And then, um, on our way out, my godfather, who, it was, like, the party was at his house, um... Party at his house! Yeah, he was like, so y'all like bourbon, huh? And I was like, yeah, we love the stuff. And he just gave us a bottle of a different kind of bourbon on our way out. Oh, sweet. It's like, rad. Hell yeah. Just need to get this microphone down my throat. <sighs> so I'm, I'm okay. I'm speaking into the microphone. Um, all right. So how do you want to start this? We're just, you know, having a nice chat, Wait, first, doing stuff. First, let me get my, uh, my voice ready. Hello. It is I, Sir Roderick. Ty, how do you like this voice? I, do I sign, sound like a knight in shining armor? Oh, uh, you sound like my knight in shining armor. Lumen be praised. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I like that though, uh, on a serious serious level. Um, it's a lot easier to do than a bird voice, but uh, I can kick us off if you want me to. Yeah, do it, do it. Cool. All right. I'm eating a sweet potato. <laughs> Great podcasting, mm-hmm. and just getting worse every time. Um. Hey, oh gosh, let me just make sure my audio is running. Yes, it is. Okay, <laughs> that was gonna be terrible. Um. Guess who's back? I'm back again. Eli's back. Let's roll some dice. Guess who's back? 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 Nah, nah, nah. Holy shit, what if that was the art? Like, what if that was the character that tied it all together? That's <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. Like, finally someone plays as a druid, and they, they, like, talk to the horse, and the horse, like, looks at him and is like, oh, I am sunlight. The embodiment of Lumen, the great god of light. All shall kneel before my greatness. Yeah, let me rephrase that. Um, for the podcast. Um, where there's a metal that is emblazoned with a man riding a horse. Mm-hmm. Is this a metal from Army? And, um, what? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Hell yes, plot progression. No, he doesn't. He doesn't say that. I'm sorry. <laughs>